Hello, hello, and welcome to the Ascension Podcast, where you can find the tools that you need to become the best looking and best feeling version of you. I am your host, Marissa Remy, and I love helping health professionals achieve their goals because the better and more balanced you feel, the more people you're able to help. Now, if you've been following me on Instagram for a while, or if you've been a client or student of mine, you know that generally speaking, I'm a super productive person. I love having a lot going on and I've found ways to make it easy to fit a lot into just one day. Productivity for me is something that grows. So I'm currently able to fit into just one day what I used to be able to fit into a whole week. Because of this, I often get questions about how I'm able to be so productive, and this is actually one of my most popular questions. So if you think I'm super productive, then I know that you haven't met the queen of productivity, Tatiana Gomez. I actually learned so many of my productivity habits by working with her. She's not only an amazing friend, an inspiration, incredibly skilled in so many ways, but she also helps others become more productive themselves, streamline their business, and dominate on social media. Tatiana finds a way to always fit fitness, health, and making a difference in the world into each and every day. I'm so, so excited to have her on today so that she can give us all some tips and tricks to boost our productivity. So welcome, Tatiana. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Super excited to talk to you about all things productivity. Yes, you are the absolute queen of productivity. Like, I am always shocked when people ask me how I'm able to be so productive because I look up to you, who I know accomplishes so much more in a day than what I accomplish. So please enlighten us. How can we become more productive? How do we start? Yeah, so so one of the things that I definitely take a sort of different approach, and this is actually thanks to you. So I think we've contributed a lot to each other's growth, but I think a lot of um, productivity coaches and business coaches in general, um, they just forget like that health is such an important part of you functioning in your business correctly. And so it honestly all starts with like taking care of yourself on like a cellular level, which you know all about. Um, and that's really like getting enough hours of sleep, like making sure that you're getting enough nutrients. Like if you're drinking five cups of coffee a day, two Red Bulls to stay up at night, you're barely sleeping. Like you're not going to be productive. Like, and even when you try to be productive, it's not going to be your best work or you're going to get frustrated or things are just not going to go in your favor because you're just not aligned right? With, with your body, your body's not aligned with what you're trying to do. So, um, step one is definitely, definitely making sure that you're taking care of yourself first. But, um, I think the second most important thing, which is, uh, something that I just started talking about actually is your productivity personality type, uh, which you took the quiz. Taking the productivity personality quiz basically tells you, how how much percentage of each personality type you are because at the end of the day uh this isn't uh, a kind of thing where it's just black and white you aren't just one or the other our brain doesn't work that way right so 
we have all of these qualities, right? So this it's these four types and these four types make up who we are, but some of these types just correlate better with some of our natural tendencies, strengths. And so a lot of times we catch ourselves trying to use this productivity tool and we're so frustrated that we can't keep up with it or that we're not productive with it or you know it's not doing what it's supposed to do. But at the end of the day, it might just be a tool that better suits a category that you have less of in you, right? So um, basically, um, I can go into like the different types if you want. Yeah, I think we would love that. Okay, so the first type is the prioritizer. This is the very analytical person. This person likes to know how much time something is going to take before they do it so they can plan their day accordingly. Uh, This is the person that is really, really goal-oriented and like really just likes to get things done. doesn't like to focus uh, too much on the details of things. And so there are um, certain benefits and tools. Um, well, let me go through all the different categories first. And so, so that's the first one. The second type is the planner. This is the person that cannot live a day without their calendar, without their planner. Um, they love to do lists. They, unlike the uh, prioritizer, the planner loves details. They are all about the details. They think the details are the most um, important thing. And then you have uh, personality productivity type three, which is the arranger. And this is a person who works better in like group settings than they do by themselves. They're more productive with groups than they are um, being alone They usually make more emotionally based decisions. Um, So for them, it's more, it's more so like, am I aligned with working today? Like, do I feel good to do this work today? Um, So those are, um, those are arrangers. They're really, and they're called arrangers because they're like really good with people. They're, they're people, people. So like they're good at getting certain people to work together, uh, getting the project divided in between the group, things like that. And then you have uh, number four, the visualizer. And so the visualizer is definitely more like the big picture thinker. Um, I think you'll usually find um, a lot of visualizers end up in kind of CEO positions, right? Like overseeing the overall um, future and image as opposed to like the smaller details of what the business actually entails, right? And so visualizers tend to like have many projects. They tend to take on many projects at once. Um, If not, they get like very, very bored. Um, When it comes to like planning, they're more into mind maps, more visual kind of planning like that, where they can kind of see things laid out. Um, And 
they are definitely, they're great delegators because when you're, when you have all those things going on in your head, you you can't really focus on one. So they, they have to be really good delegators to actually make all those visions come to life. So those are the four types. Um, I know that you took your quiz. Do you remember which one was your highest percentage? I don't remember which was my highest, but I know which one was my lowest, which was planner. And I was shocked to see that because I feel like I can't live a day without my planner. And so it's really, it was really fascinating for me to see that like, we are all a mix of all of these, all of these ones. And I see myself in all of the categories as well. And I also see how, well, can people change from one dominant method to another dominant method? Yeah, absolutely. So um, your personality and the way that you do things definitely changes um, over time. And we also develop things, right? Like there are some things that because we have these goals and aspirations, like, so for example, if, if you're a visualizer, right, but you don't have the resources to really delegate, you know, these projects to, but you're on a mission to get these projects done, you're going to have to like tap into that part of you that maybe is not so natural to you. And and you have to just exercise it, right? And make it work. And so that could maybe be an example of you, right? Like I know that you are always learning. You're always providing value. You're always thinking of new things that you can do. And so I feel like maybe because you had all these big goals Right. And like when you start off in business, you, we all start off like on our own. You know, we start off as these solopreneurs. So you're like, all right, realistically, like if I'm going to get all these things done, I need to plan my day and I need to figure this out. And so I think it's uh, something that you like developed and kind of fell into, but I, it might not be something that like initially resonates with your like nature and your like personality, but more so something that you developed going into business and, you know, having, having to tap into that part of your personality a little bit more. Yeah. You touched on something there that's been really fascinating to me for years, actually, which is how our personalities really do change. So I've been on this healing journey for, I mean, of course, like I've been growing and healing for my whole entire life, but over the past five years, especially I've been working with professionals in all different areas and really just focusing on reprogramming my subconscious mind and healing as much as I possibly can so that I can better lead people and work with people and meet people where they're at because those are my goals. And I have taken personality tests throughout the past five years and never have I taken the same one and gotten the same results. In fact, I get opposite results. So there's one personality test that I took that you get like a color and the color represents you. And I've taken it every other month or so. And I get a completely different color every single time. Um, Never gotten the same Enneagram twice, never gotten the same anything twice. I'm always shifting and changing my personality. And that's just part of my own personal journey. So I don't hold a lot of weight on these subjects when it comes to like a personality type or something like that. Because I'm the type of person that looks at what I need to do and how I'm going to rise to be able to accomplish that task. 
Right. And so that's exactly why I wanted to make this quiz that wasn't like, hey, you're this or hey, you're that. Because, because it's just not like we are living like fluid, like ever changing. Like we're always changing. We're always learning. We're always adapting our, our experiences, our surroundings, the people that we meet, the things that we learn, the things that we don't learn, right? Like they're all constantly changing who we are, you know, um, in good ways, sometimes in bad ways, you know, and that's, you know, it's obviously for us to recognize, but when it comes to, when it comes to, so I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not here to tell you a bunch of personality stuff, you know, I'm more so inclined on the productivity aspect of it, but it's, it's something that is, is ever changing. And that's why I wanted to make this quiz where it was, giving you the understanding that like, you are all of these, you are capable of all these qualities, all these tools at, like can be resourceful to you. Right. But we, we go through periods of times and phases in our businesses, in our lives, as you know, in school, wherever you are in life, we, we go through different phases. You're, you, even if you're a student, you're not, you're not studying the same that you are during the semester as you are during finals week, you know, like everything is always changing. And so it's just understanding, accepting, right. That you're maybe in a different phase now than you were before and adapting your, your style to it, adapting your, your habits and routines to it. Right. So, I mean, I'll be honest with you. There was, I just moved to Denver. I think now it's going to be three months ago and wow, three months. So crazy. Um, but when I, so the, probably the month or two leading up to the move and like the two, three weeks after we moved, like I was not a one on my productivity, like moving States is hard. Like I was not using my Google calendar. I was not, you know, using my planner. Like I normally do like whatever I had to get done. I just like, I put it on a note on my phone and whenever I wasn't packing stuff, I would get to do it. You know what I mean? So, and, and it was, I just, I wasn't like, I didn't, the key is not to beat yourself up about it. Right. Like you can't put yourself in this box. Like I'm a planner. So these are the tools that I'm going to use. And this is how I work. And this is the strategies that I'm going to use. And this is the only thing that's going to work for me. Right. Like you can't put yourself in that box because if I would have kept myself in that box and thought that I had to keep my productivity routine the same while I was moving states, then beforehand, I would have literally, number one, driven myself crazy. Number two, I would have like made myself feel so bad. You know, like I would have set my alarm for 5 a.m. And when I didn't wake up at 5 a.m., I'd be mad at myself. I'd have all these things on my to-do list. And when I didn't get them done because I had to spend time packing up you know, our entire life, I'd, I'd beat myself up for it at night because I didn't get my to-dos done, you know? And so it's, you have to understand what phase you're in and give yourself grace and just adjust to it. Um, and so I wasn't doing the same thing that I was doing during that move than I do now. And I'm not doing the same thing now that I did when I lived in Miami, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think, I think we're very hard on ourselves and we like to tell ourselves that we are this one thing and we need to give ourselves permission to like be more than one. And like, it's okay 
Um, and it's okay for things to change. You know, like you're not supposed to stay the same. That's not the point. Yeah. I completely relate to you saying like about beating yourself up because that used to be my biggest downfall. Like all of my daily energy used to go into beating myself up. And I did a lot to overcome that a lot more than what I'm going to share here in this episode. We might talk about it in a different episode, how I overcame self beat up. But what I do now is I always tell myself that there's seasons of the year and there's seasons of your life and it's okay to shift with the seasons. So that being said, I know that you live in Denver now, which is a huge change from Miami. You're now experiencing snow and I see you every day outside in freezing weather, literally cold, walking your dog, being active, keeping up with all of your healthy habits, and also meeting with clients and also creating the most literally aesthetically pleasing things I've ever seen. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. And so I wanted to ask you, what tips do you have for somebody that wants to be that productive, that wants to be able to keep up with their fitness goals, rain or shine, and still have a super productive day and have everything be aesthetically pleasing and feel balanced and have a healthy relationship and just all of the things. (laughs) You're so funny. So thank you. Thank you for all that. I appreciate it. Um, so I think it, uh, I think my number my number one tip is the understanding that it takes it takes some effort at first for things to be a little more streamlined right and so i know everyone's always going to tell you like you know think about your why like always stay motivated like motivate yourself with your why and like like yes 100% like that's what we're here for. You know, like we're doing this because of our why, but realistically, like there are some days where like our why is just not enough, you know, like, let's be honest, like, let's be human. Like there are days, like there are seasons where like, it's, it's where it's just not the same. And so like we said, it's like understanding the season that you're in and then making things as easy as possible for you. Right. So like, if you're if you're a morning person and your goal is to wake up at 5 a.m., like don't go to sleep at two in the morning. Like that's not making it easy for you. You know, like if you're trying to work out in the mornings when you wake up, like don't not know where your workout clothes is because then you're gonna have to look for it and that's just gonna be another, you know. So sometimes when so like sometimes when our, when our why isn't enough, like having things very easily accessible, you know, and, and making it something that you enjoy, right? So if you, let's, let's say you're trying to work out in the morning, but you don't really like working out that much. Is there like, do you like dancing? There's a bunch of dance fitness workouts, right? You get the, I've taken these, I, I've t- taught these dance fitness classes and like, you do as many squats and, you know, all these things with your kinesthetic, you know, like kinesthetic, like body weight. And it's just as great of a workout, you know? So it's like, stop thinking about what it is that you have to do. Right. And like, what is it that you really want to do? 
Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you're, you have to be, like, yes, you should be active and fit. And you want it, your goal is to do that in the morning. But if you don't like going to the gym, don't force yourself to do something that you don't like. Find an alternative. Yeah. There's hardcore yoga classes that will get you super toned up and muscled. There's these dance fitness classes. You can go skating. Like, you know, there's so many, there's so many other things. So making, making your routines and habits and these things that you're trying to implement on a daily basis, making them enjoyable, making them what you want, not what, not what you think it should be because that's what you saw this girl doing on Instagram or because that's what you see this coach doing, you know, and then also making it easy for yourself because sometimes we're going to have hard days. And so you want to, you want to, again, give yourself grace and just like make a part of your night routine, getting everything that you're going to do tomorrow set up and ready to go. Like have your book out, have your journal out, have your, your, your teacup out, you know, so all you have to do is put the tea in it, grab the book, sit down, you know? So I think, um, that's definitely, um, one thing. And then, um, another thing is I think accountability is so important. Um, it's very, very easy to like fall into the habit of not doing anything when the people around you are not doing anything. And so, um, getting into groups, getting a coach, joining a group program, um, finding a, a skating group, you know, in your community that gets together and skates or runs or bikes or whatever it is. I um, mean, just making friends with people that, that are aligned with, with what you're aligned with, right? I mean, they don't have to be on the same exact path, but people that have the same values, um, when you surround yourself with that and you, and you see that, right. And you're, and you're around it, it kind of, it motivates you a little bit more, right. It's like, I don't want to say like friendly competition, you know, like not really, but it's like, Oh dang. Like I say it all the time, my one-on-one client right now, her name is Melissa. She is a girlfriend, a mom, a student, a dog mom. And her boyfriend is like, away for work right now. He's like out of the state and she's taking her classes, working her business, doing her healthy. Like she's on it. And I'm like, so like now that I'm like, I'm such in close relationship with her. If there's ever a moment where I'm like, dang, like I really don't feel like going for a walk right now. Guess who tagged me on a story that they already went on a walk today. And I'm like, if Melissa can do it, I can do it. You yeah, know, so it also speaks into the idea of like you are who you surround yourself with. So I also don't like the whole idea of competition. I don't think of it like that. I think of it like I want to. So if you have four friends and you're the fifth, and all four of your friends are criminals, they rob banks, they do drugs, like not the highest members of society then you're the fifth of that group. You will feel more inclined to participate in those behaviors because it becomes your norm. Whereas when you have four friends who are achieving a lot in their business, if you're into the entrepreneurial stuff like we are, or being super active, doing all of these healthy habits, then you're going to be the fifth. You're going to be more inclined to do all of that too, whether they're inviting you to do it with them or not. Yeah, definitely. So I definitely think 
that who you hang out with is a big influence of that. And it's also taking the idea of like, it's, you know, when you, when you, when you have a name for something and then you're trying to do it, it becomes like work. Hmm. You know, like if you see yourself as unproductive and then you're like, okay, I'm going to be productive. And then everything that you're doing to try to be productive kind of becomes like work because we're trying to do this. Right. And so you kind of, if you kind of like switch the mindset of like, this, this is not just being productive. This is like, this is my life. Mm -hmm. Like this is me taking care of me. This is me taking care of business. This is me doing what I have to get done. This is me making the most out of this incredible life that we've been gifted and doing my part and fulfilling my calling or trying to find what that calling is and making those steps and just making a difference. And if, if not in anyone else's life, in your own, right? Like if, if you're not going to do it for anyone else, like do it for yourself. So I think that mind shift too um, is also a really big part of it. Yeah, mindset is everything. It's the backbone that propels us forward in, in absolutely everything. So my next questions for you have to do with like how you would coach someone into increasing the amount of tasks or things that they're doing in a day and also how you manage big projects. So the first part of that question is, let's say I want to achieve more in a day. Would you recommend grouping tasks together that are similar or how would you coach someone into that? Yeah. So the number one thing that I always recommend uh, for getting more stuff done in one day is grouping similar tasks. So for example, I have, because of my type of business and what I do, I have creative days, call days, and system days, right? And so the reason for this is because when you're doing anything that's creative, you're using one side of your brain, right? And so if you spend an hour working on an Instagram post and then you go do some back-end client systems work, that's using the other side of your brain, right? Mm. And so making that transition is like actually quite exhausting to your mind, yeah. right? especially if you're going to be doing it frequently throughout the day, which we tend to do all the time. <laughs> We're all guilty of it. But um, so what I like to do is like at the beginning of the week, either Sunday or Monday, um, take a look at like your big to-dos for the week, right? Like, do you have a podcast to record? Do you have to make graphics? Do you have to um, do some back-end work on the business? Do you have to do some client work? Is, is that client work creative? To start thinking and think in the future. Like, maybe you might not have something on your to-do list right now, but you know every Wednesday this certain things comes up and you have to do this, right? So, like, think of all the stuff that you're going to be doing throughout the week, and try to, uh, so what I like to do is calendar block. And so uh, calendar blocking can be done very rigidly or very loosely, which I'll talk a little bit after, but you'll basically want to calendar block um, or just decide what days you're going to be spending, what days and times you'll be spending doing that creative work 
mm-hmm. versus that non-creative work. And you'll be able to get so much more done because flowing from one creative project to another into another just kind of keeps your brain in that state of creative flow as opposed to chopping it up, right? Yeah. And then, um, so another one of my favorite uh, tools for fitting more into one day is calendar blocking. You'd be surprised like how much time you have in the day when you put everything that you're doing onto a calendar, you're like, oh my gosh, I have such a busy day. And you put those four things in and then there's still so much white space. And you're like, oh wow, I guess I guess I still have a lot more time in my day. So uh, there's two ways to do calendar. Well, there's a couple ways to do it. But uh, the two ways that I teach are like a more rigid and then a more like less rigid. And so the less rigid approach is definitely more for like the visualizers, right? They're not really big into like planning and and like detailed structuring and stuff like that. But to get all their tasks done, right? And get all their projects done that they want to do, um, calendar blocking in a not so structured way would be really beneficial, right? So someone like me who definitely prefers a little more structure on my creative days, I will actually be like, okay, from one to one thirty, I'm going to work on this, you know, uh, project from this time to this time, I'm going to work on this project. And so, and that way I can, I pace myself throughout the day. Right. Um, that might be a little too rigid for a visualizer. Right. So what a visualizer can do is just block off a big chunk of time, right? Like 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., whatever it is, I'll be working on my creative projects and they just kind of like see how they flow in that creative time, but they know that that time they'll be spending on creative projects. And so like, again, like, so there is no one fits all, you know, like one size fits all tool or specific strategy. Um, which is why I made this quiz and the guide because it kind of gives you a lot more detail specific to like where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but calendar blocking, whether you do it in a more um, rigorous or more like loose kind of way is a super incredible way to make the most out of your day and honestly get the most that you can get done without burning yourself out or driving yourself crazy. So on those creative days, are you talking about creativity when it comes to like writing? Sorry for all the people who are not entrepreneurs, but this is more entrepreneur focused because both of us are are social media entrepreneurs. So are you talking more about like writing email blasts and creating content like drafting captions, things like that? Or what do you mean by creative? Yeah. So anything that requires anything that's not copy paste, right? So like if there's, you know, basic emails or, um, so like the more, the, the tasks that take less creative thought. So if you're, um, writing blog posts or if you're, um, writing emails, like creating content for your email list. Um, if you're doing any kind of graphics, if you're recording videos, editing videos, um, recording a podcast, editing your podcast, anything that 
is, I don't want to say mundane, but anything that is not very like black and white, easy to do. I kind of do this all the time. It's a part, you know, of the day to day. I don't have to put much thought into it. Okay. So, or, or, and, and also that's also that separations from like financials, right? So like financial stuff you'd want to do on the same days that you're doing those kind of like more systematic things because it's, it's that part of your brain as opposed to trying to think of what your audience is going to want to hear and what colors you should use and what to say next. And so that's the differentiator kind of, does that make sense? Definitely. And I think that it's really important to know something that you mentioned, which is like internal versus external. So that's something that you supported me in setting up for my business. And it really, really helped me just having a clear understanding of what is internal external means client facing or audience facing and internal refers to your own systems, financials, things like that. Yeah. So especially if you're like in the coaching industry when you're, or if you're um, a consultant or if you're, if you're a student and you're taking online classes, right. And you're making your own schedule at home to take your online classes, like do try to schedule all of your calls to two to three days a week. Right. So that way the other two to three days, you can just focus on stuff that doesn't require other people. Hmm. Yeah. Because that's, that's something else like expending your energy with people, um, is very draining, you know? So if you're going to have, don't try to do, um, a crazy creative project after you've had five back-to-back calls that day, you know, you're, you're going to be mentally exhausted. I think it was you, um, that talks about on Instagram, how you have like a certain amount of energy, during the day. And, and even though like you can technically keep going after, like you really can't when it comes to certain things. Yeah. And there's ways that you like, that's definitely true. And there's also days like, I absolutely love what I do. I love, love, love my clients. I love that I'm able to work from home on zoom, everything like that. But there's still days that I just feel more trained than other days. And those are the days that certain practices are really important. So like I went on a walk before recording this podcast with you. I light sage, I light incense that helps you actually feel more refreshed and awake. And all of those things are really, really supportive when you are feeling drained and still figuring out how to structure your day and implement all of these things that we're talking about here. Yeah. So again, going back to just health is number one, right? Self-care, making sure that you're in the right place. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also think it's always really important to remember um, that like, just because I know we touched on it a bit, but just because someone is doing something and it works for them and they're using all these things doesn't mean that they're going to work the same way for you. Right. Mm -hmm. I have bought in so many planners that I have started and stopped and ended up throwing out. And that's why I actually got the idea from you. I got myself a bullet journal 
And I was just drawing. I was like, I created my dream journal, basically. I was using five different notebooks for all the stuff I wanted to do in my morning routine. So I basically made myself a journal in my bullet journal where I could do all those things every day in one place. And that actually led me to create my planner, which then turned into a digital planner. So um, you never know, right? Everything that we do um, is going to lead us into the next thing, but it's always about not trying to fit in or not trying to do something that doesn't feel right or doesn't feel aligned with you. Because the moment that you step out of that and step into something that's a little more aligned, it's just going to come so much easier to you because you're not going against your nature at the moment. Yeah. My next question for you has to do with like managing big projects. This has always been something that's honestly been somewhat of a challenge for me because I love motivation, inspiration. Like I'll just explain in detail what I'm thinking about when I'm talking about this. So I am doing a certification course, which is huge. It's 120 hours of modules. It's a lot of book work. It's a, it's just a lot. It's a really big project and I'm grateful to be doing it. And I know that I'm going to accomplish it in in my own time and it's going to all be amazing. But when I look at that little progress bar at the top of my courses and I see that it says 8% complete, I'm like, Ooh, stab to the heart. <laughs> like I am <laughs> a person that wants to sit down and get through all of the modules. And so how can you, like, what would you say to someone who has a big project like that to get through? Of course I can't do 120 hours in a day. There isn't even that many hours in the day. So <laughs> how do I balance that out with the stuff that I'm already doing and also feel happy about that? Am I making sense? <laughs> no. Yeah. I definitely, definitely get it. So <laughs> that definitely comes from like an achiever place. Like we love achieving things. We love completing things. We love finishing what we start, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're women of our word. And so Number one, give yourself grace, right? You're, you're a badass. You're doing all these things. You're helping all these people. You're already helping all these people and you're still going out of your way to do more, to be better, right? So number one, give yourself grace. Uh, so number two, uh, when it comes to the actual like breaking down of it, um, I'll do a quick example that I always do because I know it'll make sense. And then I'll, and then I'll, we'll, we'll dive a little bit more into like your specific example. So mm-hmm. the example that, I, that I'll use is what I teach for social media. So one of the things um, we teach in Master the Gram at my business, So Good Media, is to batch your content, right? This also comes from the same place of doing all your creative work at one time, et cetera. So... Batching your content basically means figuring out what your posts are going to be about, right? Because you can't make the content if you don't know what the posts are going to be about. So figuring out what your posts are going to be about, figuring out whether those posts are going to be reels, stories, IGTVs, whether you're going to go live, you know, figuring your YouTube video, Facebook posts, whatever platform it is that you're using, right? 
Then you have to create all the content. And then you schedule out all the content, do the captions, hashtags, edits, filters, etc. Right? Mm-hmm. So if I were to tell you to do all of that in one day, you'd be like, huh, what? It's, it wouldn't be your best work, right? So the way, the way that we split that up, right, is so we split that up into three days. Day one is going to be planning. You're going to plan out all your posts. What are they going to be about? Are they, what, kind of, what kind of posts are they going to be, right? What kind of picture, what kind of, you know, start thinking of your outfits. What are you going to wear? Where are you, are you going to be in your office? Start thinking of all the logistics, right? And then step two on day two, another day, it doesn't have to be the next day, you know, it could be a couple days later. Um, you go get the content, right? Do the photo shoots, do the self photo shoots, do all the videos, do the reels, Um, If you're making videos and you have to edit them, do all the edits. If you're recording a podcast and, you know, record, record, do the edits, do all of that on one day. Mm -hmm. And then the last day, so day three, you would do the scheduling, captions, any edits that you have to do on your pictures, stuff like that. Okay. And getting them scheduled out. And so when it comes to your online course, like, like think about, like, think about if if you were actually going to school for this, like if you actually had to go like to a brick and mortar school, like if you were back in brick and mortar school, what, what do you wish school was like? Because let me tell you the way that school is run to me personally is not the best way there. We could be doing education so much better. Right. And so like, Think of like how you would take your ideal class and like, and make that, like schedule that out for yourself, right? And so number one, when you, when you have that kind of schedule laid out, you'll have a finished date, which is way better than looking at that 8%, mm-hmm. right? Like there is nothing, there's no better feeling than like, while wow, like I'm going to be completed and certified on June 25th, right? And so like you can, you, can make, you can have a party on June 25th, you know, like you can have all these things and it's also a way to hold you accountable, right? And so having that deadline kind of takes away that anxiety from like not being done yet, mm-hmm. right? Because you've made a plan, you've made a schedule and that's, you know, that's, that's your expectation, you're not expecting yourself to just do 120 hours as quickly as you can, whenever you can. And you're just waiting, waiting, waiting on yourself to get to complete it. Right. Yeah. So I actually like, I I've done this with, with everything. Um, so with something that's not uh, business related. So I was reading, um, I was doing this like Bible study guide, right. That it was like um, a week, like every week you'd go through, and study a different chapter of the Bible, right? But that meant that you had to like read the whole chapter. And like some of these chapters were like very, very, very long. Yeah. Very long, like hundreds of pages long. And so, but I wanted to do my thing every week, you know, just like I told myself I was going to do. So I would plan, so, so I'd make a schedule. I'd be like 30 pages in the morning, 
10 pages for lunch, 30 pages at night, you know? And like, I made a, for those like super long chapters, I made a plan for myself of how I was going to spread that out, you know, from now to my deadline. And I was able to do it. Okay. Because, because 30 pages in the morning, 10 pages for lunch and 30 pages at night sounds like what, when you're thinking of planning that, like when you, when you hear that sounds more realistic than me saying 70 pages a day. Yeah. Right? Like so, 70 pages a day. You're like, Coño? like when am I supposed to read 70 minutes a day? But realistically you can read 30 minutes, 15, 20, 25 minutes, you know, maybe depending on your reading level, <laughs> you can always, um, you can always like walk and read, you know, like treadmill, you know, like there's so many ways, there's so many ways to make it work. Um, if you're, if your big project, for example, is like getting flexible, you know, like schedule, schedule it out, schedule out times where you can plan it out and dedicate time to that. And so something that I find really helpful, um, specifically for things that you're learning, like learning projects, is knocking it out as early as you can. Mm-hmm. I find that like educating ourselves is not a ne- it's not necessarily like a living necessity. You know what I mean? Like you'll be able to like work, like live on and, and work tomorrow and, you know, like do all your stuff if you don't learn something today. And so I feel like the more into our day we go, the less likely we are to pull away from it and educate ourselves. Um, so when it comes to taking classes, taking a course, um, anything like that, where you're going to be retaining information, uh, definitely try to knock it out, um, before you get into your day to day. And then another great strategy is, uh, start stops. Um, there's another technical term for that, but, um, when it comes to retaining information, our brain, um, we're really good at remembering the beginning of things and the end of things, right? If you go watch a movie, like you always remember the beginning, you always remember the end and the middle, you like know what happened, but you don't really remember everything. And so the same thing happens to us when we're learning. If we set a time block for us to study for two hours, right? And you just sit there and study for two hours straight you're really not going to retain as much information as if, you know, you were to, in the opposition, study for 30 minutes, take a five-minute break. Study for 30 minutes, take a five-minute break. Study for 30 minutes, right? And so that way there's more start-stops. There's more beginnings. There's more endings. And that way you retain more information. When you take a break, what do you do? Uh, so it depends. Sometimes I will just go to the couch and cuddle with my dog. Sometimes I will, this also, um, depends a lot on your personality type, right? So if you're an arranger who's like really, really good with people who like loves people and you're like trying to do a work block on your little breaks, you got to FaceTime your best friend. You got to go talk to your hubby. You know, you need, you need to get that human interaction in between. Um, 
if you're, if you're a planner, maybe you want to like step out of it. Like, look, like, look at your, you know, make sure that your plans for the rest of the day are okay, stuff like that. But for the most part, um, I like to spend my breaks just taking a minute, you know, like doing some stretches. I do a lot of uh, lower back stretches because I'm at my computer a lot. Yeah. Um, I'll do, uh, you know, I'll get water. I'll drink, you know, my greens. I will, like I said, cuddle with my dog um, if I'm, if it's longer than a five minute break, I'll go for a walk, you know, 10 minute walk, uh, things like that, just to kind of disconnect, get my body moving, um, and really give my, my mind that break, right? Because that's how you're going to create those, um, beginnings and endings. If you're, if you're studying, especially it's really helpful. Yeah, definitely. I think that those are all such amazing ideas and we have so much to take away from today. Truly incredible. A lot of information on scheduling, like that's pretty much the thing that was like hit me in the feels for today's episode is schedule, make your future self proud and support yourself in making every single day count because you count every single day. So when you truly live by those principles, you are doing the most that you can in this moment to help your next moment be a little bit easier in so many different ways. And I really appreciated what you were sharing about big projects, about planning things out, scheduling, even how many pages you're going to read in a day. Because like you said, learning is not one of those like essential life force kind of things. People stock on it because of that reason. But learning is essential to your mental health and well-being and ascension process. And right. the ascension podcast. So we're, we're going to talk about ascension processes because they are so important. And it's incredible that you accomplish so much every day and still read 70 pages a day and still do all of these other things. Like you're absolutely a magical being. And I'm so grateful to have, to have had you on today's episode. Is there anything else that you want to share today about how to make today, make tomorrow, let's say a little bit more productive, or even if you're listening to this in the morning, like how to make the rest of the day a little bit more productive? Uh, Just make the decision, you know, that's honestly like what it comes down to. Like I can tell you all the things that you can do and all the things that you can try and all the tools that you can use. But at the end of the day, it's going to go in one ear and out the other, or it's going to be stored in the back of your brain until you decide to act upon it. Right. So make the decision that, that you're going to, not that you're going to be more productive, but that like, productivity, like productive is just going to be a part of your lifestyle, right? Like you're just going to get things done in a healthy, incredible, you know, blissful way, right? Because we want to make sure that we're, we're happy while we're doing all these things. So uh, I, I would say just, just wake up and make the decision, you know? Yeah, choose a lifestyle over trying to put a quick band-aid or a quick fix on it. Absolutely. There are there are no quick fixes, you know, and 
And at the end of the day, like it, it, it all comes down to you. You can have all the right people around you. You can have all the right things in your arena, you know, but if you're not, if you're not, if you're not doing anything, if you're not taking that step, you're going to be in the same place. So, um, I think it's really, I think it's a lot of like self-reflection that we like don't want to do, you know, like making the decision to live a productive lifestyle, like means that we haven't been productive and we don't like admitting that, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's almost like a hard pill to swallow, but like no one's going to swallow it for you and no one cares if you swallow it. So it's like, it's up to you. Like you need to like, you need to under, you need to just be okay with it. Give yourself grace and make the decision that it's going to be different now. Yeah, definitely. Giving yourself feedback, improving your self-awareness, all of these things are really, really important in ascending into the best version of yourself. So I just wanted to, before we hop off, thank you, Tatiana, so incredibly much for taking the time to support all of us in stepping into the best version of ourselves, even easier and better. And I also wanted to thank you, our listeners, for being here today, because by choosing to listen to tools and skills and tips and tricks like these, you are making a change in yourself to become a better version of you. And when you choose to become a better version of yourself, you make the world around you and far from you a much, much better, happier, healthier, and easier place for everyone to be in. So I just wanted to send my gratitude, send my love, send my blessings to you in this moment on this day and every moment and every day because you deserve to know that you are supported, that even if you just listened to this podcast today, you are changing the world for the better. And we are here with you. We appreciate you. We are fighting for you, fighting with you. We see you, we love you. And I hope that you all have an amazing day.